Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. It's The Drive on 1700. The Champ, Trenton Wolfgang with you here on a Wednesday afternoon. Plenty to get into as we prepare for the second to last weekend of college football. Championship Saturday right around the corner. College basketball starting to heat up as we got the Gavit games going on. Iowa State getting ready to depart, making their way over to the islands in the Maui Invitational. An absolute stack field. Iowa, Oregon tomorrow. You and I, they're going to be down in uh, the Virgin Islands for their matchup. They open up with Penn. Purdue also down in that tournament. A couple other power programs that they'll be keeping their eye on. And a whole lot more. Wolfgang, what's a good word? Not much. uh, Talking to people, looking at Twitter. Not necessarily as much on message boards. I'm interested to know if you have any idea what I think the topic is midweek on a Wednesday, where we're not really looking at as back as much as we were, obviously, on Monday and Tuesday. Sure. Is there one thing that you think maybe I've been talking to people about and I'm gauging with a certain fan base? I'm going to guess, is it still the conversation about the Longhorn Network? Is that still riling people up? <laughs> it's not, but is that you? Is it? Right. That's what I hear all the time. Oh, the Longhorn Network, you can't get it. And I, as, as I told you the other day, and I told these same Cyclone fans, realize without the Longhorn Network, you wouldn't be in a power conference anymore. So I didn't get where you were going with that initially. That was more my problem. I re-listened to it, and that was yeah, me not understanding what you were talking about. I finally got it. So when you tell these Iowa State fans about that, are they what are they looking at you and saying that we should appreciate that we can't watch our team? Or are they actually acknowledging the fact of what Texas is to this uh, conference? Yeah, well, they, they, they don't like it, but it's the reality. And then if, if they disagree, I have to tell them again <laughs> and again and again. And that's the way that it normally goes. You know, I like to fire people up from time to time, Wolfgang. It's, it's enjoyable to me. That's... But it's also based in reality because Texas was on its way out of the conference. They were leaving. They were going to then the Pac-10, and they were going to go out there and bring Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Texas A&M, and they were going to form – a 16-team conference, they were going to be joined by, what was it, Colorado and Texas Tech, or Baylor and Texas Tech were also going to go, whatever it was. But that was happening. And what kept the Big 12 together was the ability to keep your Tier 3 rights, the the rights that you see the Longhorn Network, Cyclones.tv, the pay-per-view for the Oklahoma Army matchup we saw earlier this year. That stays in-house, and because of that, they decided to stay aboard. Without that, what would the big the Big Twelve wouldn't have gone away? It w- it wouldn't have gone away, but minus Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and A and M who is gone and Colorado who is gone and and whoever. But what would the conference currently look like? It would be Iowa State, the Kansas schools, TCU. So far, we're great for basketball. Let's talk football. West Virginia, <laughs> and then they would have been adding the the Louisville's if they were available at the time. The Central Floridas. When they did the dog and pony show two years ago, and everybody lift up their skirt, Memphis, you know, programs like that, that'd be the conference. It'd be a good conference, but it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be considered a power conference. People see see already with Oklahoma and Texas in your conference, how much the Big Twelve really struggles for national recognition. Now take away those schools and imagine how difficult it'd be. Central Florida is going through it right now in the American Athletic Conference, a solid conference. It would be a touch better, I think, than that. 
But still, getting national relevance in a conference like that, it'd be different. And if you're getting set up for a championship game in, I don't know, the play at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis against Central Florida coming up in two weeks, you think the Cyclone fans would be quite as excited as they are right now? No, this this actually makes me very happy that this happens. Sometimes you are happy about things that you don't know at the time that you'll be happy about. If I, if Iowa State was in some sort of conference championship now that nobody cared about, nobody was like, yeah, we're playing actually for something that matters. Mm-hmm. Iowa State is playing for something that matters, something that you can't very often say this to your kids or say this to your cousins or whoever that's much younger than you. I'm about ready to maybe see something I've never seen. Right. I We've never seen anything like this. It's, Not at all. This is pretty sweet. This is pretty awesome. I will tell you. So my talking point was, Trent, and uh, I'm getting a lot. Oh, yeah, of, I kind of took us off a, a different road, didn't I? No, that's fine. We I like that when we go off and dip. I'll get there eventually. You'll get there eventually, <laughs> and we'll figure each other. But my thing is is essentially, I don't think Iowa State, I think the Iowa State football team believes they can win. I look at them, I see confidence. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're scared of Oklahoma. I don't think nope. they're scared of Texas. Nope. I don't think they're scared of Iowa. I don't anybody on their schedule. I don't think Iowa State looks at them and goes, "How are we going to compete?" And that's a huge difference than even when we've seen them on the cusp of getting to a conference championship game. You you go back to what was it, two thousand four, two thousand five? During that time period, it was a lot different. It was different because, well, what happened? You, you look at two thousand two, get ranked in the top ten, go down to Norman and get throttled. They were there, oh, yeah. but the Big 12 North was down at the time. And, and as great as the victories that they had, you know, beating Nebraska one of those years, and those kind of wins, as exciting as they were, you still looked at the other side, and you, you looked at what Oklahoma or Texas was, and you said, you can't compete. And one of those years when Iowa State lost at the end of the year to Kansas, Colorado went there, they played the Big 12 championship game, and they got beat 70-3. to Oh, boy. You know, Joel Clack got knocked out early for the Buffaloes, and it was all over. <laughs> They lost seventy to three to Vince Young and company, and that would have been Iowa State. And and I've had many Iowa State fans tell me eh, it's probably good we didn't go there. I don't think that would have been very good. The reality, though, for now, is it is different. And, and it started last year with the back to back wins, the wins in October, beating Oklahoma on the road, beating TCU, then following it up with another top five victory. That completely changed the mindset of that program. They got to six victories last week. In the past, I'd be throwing a parade. But there's no conversation about that. That's not what it is. It's not about being bowl eligible. I believe Matt Campbell said 6-6 six and six was BS and completely agree. That's how you build a program. That's how you get those guys to believe. There's no doubt that belief is there, Wolfgang. Trent, if we go back and listen to the beginning of the year where we were very positive, very positive, and then, uh-oh, 1-3, is a we literally did the WNLs. Yes. Remember that? And yes. we were scared to bleep. We were scared, right? We're like, are they gonna figure it out? I think they're a good team. I do. They gotta figure this out. Um, what I'm talking about is the Iowa State fan base. So I truly one hundred percent believe that the Iowa State players, when they're out out there, they believe they should be there. They play with a chip on their shoulder, and they're really good. Yeah. How really good? If you ask me to define that, I'll need a second, okay? But I think they're damn good. And I said that about Iowa, so you can probably roll your eyes at me right now if you want, Trent. And that's fine. I thought Iowa was good. 
I don't think I was necessarily wrong. I don't think we're getting the most out of it. So They're talented. They're not a good football team. There's a difference. I don't I don't disagree with that. So Iowa State's fan base, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm looking at is they're scared bleepless. Absolutely they're scared. They are so nervous. They won't even I swear to you right now if you put out on Twitter, Iowa State fans, give me a score on the game. They will not respond. They're scared to even put a score on it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think Iowa State fans are scared right now of Texas? Fan base, yeah. yeah. They won't put their. I, they will not put their name on it. What? I got a lot of followers. You want me to do this right now? Put it out there. I will. And I think you're going to see a lot of Cyclones thirty one, Longhorns twenty. Where are you seeing that on Twitter? Where are you seeing that with your friends and family from Iowa Everyone State? Everyone I talk to from Iowa State is they're confident top. they're going to win. Oh yeah, and they should be. They're what? a more consistent football team than Texas is right now. I mean, they're up and down and back and forth. You saw that first half against Oklahoma State. How bad the Longhorns look. They can look great at times. They can look pedestrian at times. I don't know a Cyclone fan in my life that is nervous about this game. Cyclone fans, you can give us a call 264-1700. Are you confident about this game? Are you nervous about it? 515-264-1700. Love to get your thoughts on that. Coming up here a little bit later on, Pat Hardy's going to join us in this hour. We'll get some Hawkeye talk with him from allhawkeyes.com. Also, Seth Gruen with a look around the Big Ten. So Wolfgang, the people, the Cyclone people you talk to, they're nervous about well, this game. Who do you? I don't know who you want me to tweet at. Um, think about it. We'll do it in the break or whatever. What Iowa State fan do you think, or like, it's a big Iowa State fan or a big Iowa State media person that you want to go on the record? They're not going to. Ted I, Flint. Ted Flint. You want his? Ted Flint. I mean, and you, what do you think he's going to say? I'm too scared to come up with a response. I don't know where you're coming from here. This is crazy. This is crazy talk. <laughs> so Cyclone like, fans are scared of Texas? Come on. They're nervous. They're nervous, scared. They're worried to get their hopes too much. I don't mean they're wussies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're wussies. I'm saying they're scared, scared, nervous in a good way. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Iowa State is fans are scared to play Texas, but they're scared, nervous. They got a whole bunch to play for here, Trent. This is no joke. This is something we've never seen, ever. We're not young anymore, man. I we guess. have not seen this from Iowa State. This is pretty cool. Let's I get don't out care to, who you are. Let's get out to the phone lines, 264-1700. John's going to check in as we're talking John Longhorns. John Miller, how about that? We got Longhorns and Cyclones. What's happening, John? Hey, guys. Uh, first, I wanted to congratulate Wolfgang for joining the show. Um, even though he's a Hawks fan, I uh, appreciate his passion and brings a lot of entertainment to the show. So, welcome aboard. Thank you, John. Um, it's very nice. Appreciate it. Yep. I would say I've been a fan with the names my whole life. I'm 47. I'm really nervous. I have to agree with Wolfgang. <laughs> nervous. We're just not used to it. I just every time we have even a single chance, it's like ah. I know this seems different, but that feeling's still in the back of my back of my mind. John, appreciate the phone call, and and you know that that's a really good point, and something that I guess I didn't think about. Waiting for that other shoe to drop, the the other side of it. No, I get that, and and now. John explained it much better than you did, Wolfgang. Well, good work, John. I am on the radio now, so I understand why I suck. <laughs> Thank it, you, John, for but, but doing the, my job. Because I know as a fan how that is. You're you're waiting. I've seen this before. I've got my hopes up, and then I know how crappy it feels when it falls down. So yeah, now I get where you're going with that. They don't want to be overjoyed. They don't want to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to go down to Austin. We're going to pound them." 
even if they, they believe that and what they've seen on the football field because they've had that feeling before. And then they had the wool pulled out from under their feet. That makes a lot of sense. I get what you're saying there. I don't think it's stupid. And I'm not calling Iowa State fans stupid for being nervous mm-hmm. or being anxious or worried and not wanting to go on the record. I get it. But you try and get people to go on Twitter right now and go on the record, they won't do it, man. I'm telling you right now. And John just came up. I don't think I know John. I might, but I don't know him. Didn't sound familiar. I'm telling you right now, you will not be able to get those people to go on record saying Iowa State's going to win. Yeah, it's it's a good point and something that, again, maybe I'm just looking at this with, with my analytical hat on and I look at this football why? game. Iowa State's good, right? Because I think Iowa State's going to win. Yeah. I think they're better than Texas is right now. I I, I don't want to say it's not going to be close because I believe this will be a close game. That's not what I'm saying. I just think the Cyclones are better. We're, we're not talking about one of these crappy Texas teams either. We're talking about a talented Texas team. Will John Humphrey, that dude's a stud. We talked about the numbers yesterday for Ellinger. Ellinger hasn't thrown an interception since the first game of the year. Since then, he's thrown 20 touchdowns and no picks. Plus, he can run. We're, we're talking about Texas with the talent and the way they recruit. And yet with all of that, I think Iowa State's better. But now when you put it with the fan angle and what they've seen in the past and the last conference championship in the Missouri Valley Conference in, what, 1912? Yeah, Titanic, bang. I mean, that's ridiculous if and, you and, think about that. And they watched to go to the Big 12 title game. They watched a missed field goal against Kansas in overtime. They, they watched what happened the year previous and having it right there in front of them. And, and they've seen Kansas State beat them 10 consecutive times. They, they should be favored by 28 against this Wildcat team. But it's Kansas State. And that's the other part there. Wolfgang, gold star for you. Good point. How <laughs> about that? Every once in a while, I just... Throw the dart and it hits the bullseye. But I'm telling you, I've, I talk to a lot of people. I follow a lot of people on Twitter, and I'm just telling you, they are nervous. And I swear, you said Ted Flint. Whoever, whatever Iowa State Cyclone you want to reach out to and just throw it out there, ask them if they'll go on the record. Who's winning? They won't. I'll tweet at Ted right now, and I'll do that, and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. We got a lot more Cyclone talk, and we're going to break down this Texas game. Ben Kirchival with CBSSports.com. Lives in Texas, follows the Big 12 as close as anybody. We're going to get his perspective on things, break things down. That'll come up in the 5 o'clock hour at about 5.15, 5.20 or so. We'll get to Ben Kirchival on college football. But next, we turn our attention over to the Hawkeyes. For as good as it is for the Cyclones, it is the opposite for Iowa. Three straight losses from 6-1 and one to see you at the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> Iowa football, the rallying cry in 2018. As we come back, back with the more of The Drive on 1700 The Champ. 1700 The Champ. With The Drive. Every weekday afternoon, Wolfgang and Trent Condon have you covered for The Drive Home. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's green, moron. Come on, move it, you clown. 1700 The Champ. Right now, traffic. Here's a look at traffic, and right now we have a crash on I-80 going eastbound at Four Mile Creek. Currently, though, that's our only issue out there. All other routes and areas are looking pretty good. Drive safe Des Moines and have a great evening. From a bear messing up a car interior to a deer damaging a pool liner, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 
Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern day sports cards for brands such as Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. Combat Hunger is Iowa's largest food and fun drive, supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Your business, school, or organization can help fight hunger by holding a food and fun drive now through November the 16th. Learn more and sign up at foodbankiowa.org slash combathunger. Join the fight today. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. <laughs> Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems. The right door, the right way. You have to be up in five hours. Two hours. Six minutes, and you haven't slept a wink. ZQuil Pure Z's is a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake with no next-day grogginess. So tonight, try new ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vicks ZQuil. You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. 
The Drive with Wolfgang and Trent Condon. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 Fit Champ. Welcome back as we continue here Wednesday afternoon. Quiet night on the local ski scene this evening. Iowa State, they get ready for Maui in basketball. Iowa, though, will be playing tomorrow night against Oregon in Madison Square Garden. Joining us right now to talk about the Hawkeyes from allhawkeyes.com, it is Pat Hardy. Pat, good to talk to you again. How are things? Good, Trent. How are you doing? Can't complain. Well, I guess I can complain about Iowa football, and, and we'll leave that conversation here for just a little bit. And we'll get into the complaints, but let's start on a positive note, and and at least there is still hope about this Iowa basketball team. Pat, the opening line came out for the game against Oregon tomorrow. The Hawkeyes are just a five-point underdog against the Ducks. I was surprised by that one. Is it just because so many people were burned from Iowa a year ago, people are finding it more difficult to hop on the bandwagon this season? Well, I'm going to surprise you. I've got this weird feeling that the game's going to be very close, and it wouldn't surprise me if Iowa wins tomorrow. Oregon's one of the, they're really good, don't get me wrong, but they're young. They're, there's times where Oregon doesn't shoot well from the perimeter, and I, I just got this weird feeling, but then your guard against overreacted. I think what Iowa needs to do, they need to avoid going 0-2 out there. They need to at least win one of these games, or I guess if you go 0-2, you do it, and you, you're competitive. The Worst thing, of course, is if they go out there and they're not competitive in either game. Because if you remember, Trent, that's what happened in a lot of the games last year. They weren't competitive. They didn't just lose. They weren't even competitive. So now, and I got a feeling, in fact, part, that it's early in the season, I think that will help them. Remember, they played good at Madison Square Garden in the Big Ten Tournament. That's where they had some of their best stuff. So I've got this weird feeling that they may play well, because I'm not convinced Oregon's a great defensive team yet either. And Oregon... They've got the big bowl bowl seven two, but their five star other recruits not going to be back till December. So we'll see. I mean, this is going to be interesting because the first two games were nothing more than tune ups, and I wasn't overly impressed with the defense in either game. Pat, this Wolfgang, you will be. I'm taught you would be talking to one happy uh, Hawkeye fan right now if if you told me they only lost by five. I'm not sure why we're so negative yet because I have seen improved defense. I just haven't seen enough. Have you, uh, Pat? Oh, no, I haven't seen enough of anything, and the competition has a lot to do with that. I think mean, we could learn our lesson from football. We got carried away with wins over Minnesota and Indiana, then they started playing better teams, and then reality hit in. But I'm waiting to see. I mean, even these two games aren't going to be enough to convince me that they're horrible or they're, they're on the way back. I just, I, I just want to see that they're competitive. I want to see how they handle transition defense, help defense. I think they can score. I think they're going to score on this Oregon team. I, th- I could see this game being 90-85. to 85. I mean, I really could. I just want to see if they just offer some resistance on defense and cause some problems for teams on defense. Last year, teams just reversed the ball once or twice. Boom, somebody's open. And I want to see if that has maybe they've figured out a way to stop that. You know, Pat, uh, one of the areas is, again, taking on UMKC and and taking on UW-Green Bay, you can't read a whole lot into things, but more struggles out of Isaiah Moss. And we've seen this, and going back now a couple of years, you can tell right away, if he's on, he's going to be there for the whole time. If he's not, we've seen plenty of times Fran McCaffrey just basically doesn't even play him going forward. Could it be better for him to come off the bench to give him a different look, add some scoring punch out of that second unit, and change the offense in whatever way, be it... Connor McCaffrey becomes a starter, something else. Could you see that being a wrinkle that they might be looking to employ? Oh, I could see them maybe 
employing that wrinkle down the road, but I'm not sure if Isaiah Moss would enjoy that. That's that's going to be a delicate situation when you have the coach's son maybe on the verge of replacing a two-year starter. And I think Isaiah Moss seems like one of those players where starting means something to him. That's just my interpretation from just watching him. I think it means a lot from him. His problem is he's inconsistent on offense and he's not real good on defense. And Connor does one thing well. Connor passes and he kind of stabilizes the team. So we'll see. That, to me, is going to be one of the storylines to this season is if Connor keeps playing more minutes, it's going to come at somebody's expense, and how does, which is most likely Isaiah Moss. How will he handle that? That, to me, I think is going to be a very interesting storyline. Yeah, Pat, do you see somebody on this team? Um, I'll go ahead and tell you who my guy is that I think people are overlooking is Craner. People are saying he's my boyfriend, which is fine. I can take the heat, Pat. I can take the heat. But I also like he. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's a better true. question. Yeah, that's a great question. You should be doing this instead, Pat. Um, Daly, what do you think of him? I do like his swagger. I like his confidence. I like how smooth he is in offense. He wants to be a defensive player. I like what he's saying. Is there anybody that you're seeing that maybe is a guy that go, oh, wow, didn't realize how good this guy was going to be? Well, I think Creener's a good place to start because the one thing Ryan Creener can do when he gets playing, I mean, the, was it last year or two years ago when he had concussions and he just missed so much time? But Creener can make jump shots, and the way he plays, I think he thinks he's even better on offense than he really is, and that's not <laughs> criticism. The kid is really confident. I think he thinks every shot he takes going in, and they need that because people are going to be surrounding Tyler and Luca Garza. If Ryan Creener may get a lot of open 8- to 15-foot jump shots, in this Iowa offense if he's out there, especially if he's ever out there with Garza and Tyler Cook. I think they'd like to think that they could use Tyler Cook at small forward. I'm still not convinced. To me, he is handling the ball more, getting more assists, but I'm still not real comfortable with Tyler Cook handling the ball out in the perimeter, especially against good competition. But I think Ryan Creener is definitely somebody, and the fact that Nunji is redshirting tells you, because Creener could have very easily redshirted if they wanted to. He's obviously, he was the first guy off the bench for the first game. That told me something right there, that he is playing well. Yeah, Creener uh, gave them some good minutes there. What about Cordell Pemsel? Didn't play in the game against UW-Green Bay, banged up. Where What his role is going to be and, and where he sits right now health-wise? Just I think he's going to be a minute guy at both forward positions. I think he's hoping he can guard three different positions, and that's why he lost weight, because he's trying to get his minutes. I think he realizes, I'm not going to get minutes for what I do on offense. They don't need that. We need defensive players. That was his whole purpose for losing that weight, to become more versatile, quicker. So we'll see. I mean, I think there's times where Cordell size helped him inside, banging and what have you. I think he's trying to kind of change his role to figure out a way to get minutes on a front line that already includes Garza and Tyler Cook taking a majority of those minutes and then you got Creener, so this is Pencil's way of trying to figure out if he can get away to get minutes because it's just I don't think it's going to be offense. I don't think that's what's going to eventually get him minutes. He has to show that he can guard multiple positions. Yeah, Pat, the uh, Nunji red shirts. I think we were live on air. Trent and I were when we heard this, and eleven guys were not going to work. We were out at a you know at a place and eating food and having people out there. And we were, like, trying to figure it out with the Hawkeye Huddle guys. And we had 11 guys. We wrote down as we were doing it. It was fun. We're like, this is not going to work. And then very short after, we found out Nunji was not going to play. I like Nunji. Build up his body. Come back in a year. I think it's great that Fran was able to talk him into that, Pat. Oh, I agree. I tweeted that right after, saying I really like this decision. Time, like you said, build up strength. Just build up everything. His mental, his physical, everything about it, and then next year, 
I mean, I'm still not convinced Tyler Cook's going to be in the NBA, but I'm also not thinking he's going to be back at Iowa either. There's going to be more minutes. There will be more minutes, and I think that's another thing, and he'll have three years left. And even if Tyler Cook does come back, Jack will still have two years without Tyler Cook, so there will be plenty of playing time. They needed to stagger these classes a little bit. They, I, I just know. I think it's a win-win in everything, really. I, I really do. And Fran's got his philosophy. He doesn't like red-shirting guys first year. He likes them to come here, figure the whole thing out, get a, get a taste of everything. Then if they want a red-shirt, like what Nunji's doing, that's how Fran prefers it. And, you know, I mean, I, guess, I think they, both ways could work. Let's get into the football. All right, we got warm and fuzzies, and we'll see if they continue starting at 8.30 tomorrow night on the Deuce ESPN 2 to Iowa football. Three straight losses, Pat. The frustrations seemingly boiled over in a post-game press conference. Scott Docterman had a lot of pointed questions about Noah Fant, his usage, and it seems like it's the great debate. Take us on here and what's going on. Your read of what's happening with the usage of Noah Fant. Well, to me, it's not as much the quantity or number of snaps that's weird. It's the circumstances for the snaps when he's not in. That's what's weird with me. I mean, if you look back to last year, Noah did not play all the time, but they seemed to build the offense around him when he was in. I mean, okay, he maybe wouldn't get a ton of snaps, but let's say he's in for 30 snaps in the game. It seems like he was involved in the passing in half of those. Whenever they got into the red zone, it almost seemed like he was the only option at times. They threw to him all the time. This year, it's not even a matter of, well, are they throwing to him, using him as a decoy. He's not even in for a lot of these passing situations. And what surprises me is he hasn't been in on third downs hardly at all and he doesn't, he's not automatic in the red zone. And what I tweeted was, when you got a third and long and you don't have Noah Fant in when you're in the red zone, to me that's kind of like if Fran McCaffrey took Jordan Bohannon out when the opposing team was trying to foul to get back into a game. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. And what Kirk said yesterday doesn't make any sense. I don't, and I'm not suggesting there's something going on. People are like, well, it's a vendetta against his brother. His brother tweeted after this stuff had started to happen. That's why he tweeted. I mean, he was upset because... This stuff has been going on all year. I'm not surprised, again, by the quantity, just the circumstances. I don't understand why they're not using him in critical passing situations near the opposing team's end zone. I, that, that, to me, is the weird thing about this. Yeah, so, Pat, did I understand you right? We were trying to figure this out. So, Chris Fant, that's the reason he actually tweeted, because he was Yeah, it was after the Minnesota he game. He's like, they're the not fact. using him. Yes. yes. No, this was, yeah, no, this wasn't, he didn't do this during the summer. He did this into the season. And the Noah stuff, I remember after the season opener, one of the weird things, wow, Noah didn't play a lot today. He still had some yards or whatever, but he just didn't play a lot. And they did, but now they're just not, Kirk calls him a specialist, but they're not letting him be a specialist. Yeah. They're just, he's just staying on the sideline a lot. And it'd be different if they were 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh in the last three games. This would not be a story other than the Noah's family. They'd be stewing probably. Because, you know, they're looking at this in a lot of different ways, and who can blame him? There's a lot of money involved here. I mean, there was a mock draft that came out yesterday, a very respected one. He was the first tight end expected to go 11th overall. I do think he'll play in the last two games, and I don't care what bowl they're in, holidays, their best option. I would be stunned if Noah Fant's playing in a bowl game. And, Pan, I, I'm a uh, hardcore Ferentz fan. I'm, I'm not a fire-everybody kind of guy, but that annoys me when you start calling Fant a specialist. I... Well, I think what Kirk was trying to say was that this is a guy who, since he's been here, has specialized in scoring touchdowns for us. He just didn't say it that way, and he's not showing that with the way he's being used. But you can't really – this story, to me, involves – and now Kirk can override everything. I get that, but 
Brian Ferentz is not only the coordinator and the play caller, he's also the tight end coach. So mm-hmm. Brian Ferentz has a lot to do with what's going on with Noah Fant. Now, if Chris Kirk wanted to step in and say, Brian, you're playing him more, he could always do that. Kirk doesn't do that. I don't think he did that much with Greg Davis. I don't think he did that with Ken O'Keefe. I think he gives his coordinators some liberty and some freedom to do what they want. So the question is, what's going on with Brian Ferentz and Noah Fant? Yeah, it could be a deeper, a deeper equation there. It's Illinois this week, Pat. Uh, the Illini are terrible. As always, seemingly, uh, they can run the football, though. It, it's gone south so quickly. Normally, it'd be laughable to even be concerned about this game. Do you have concern? Not that it's tight, that Iowa could lose this football game against the Illini? I'm not ready to go to lose, but I have a, if they go there and just go through the motions, they're asking for trouble. Illinois' defense is so bad, and I believe Corbin, his status is kind of uncertain. Their running back is really good. I mean, he is, I watched him against Nebraska before he got hurt. He is really good. He'll cause them trouble if they don't come to play. I think the difference is I think they're going to be able to run the ball, and then that means Nate Stanley's going to have play action and time to throw, and if Nate has time to throw against a bad team, we've seen what he can do. Nate's one of those guys, he's a really good front runner. When things are going well and Iowa gets ahead, he can get hot and get going. And I will be surprised if Illinois can get a lot of pressure on Nate. And I do think Iowa's going to be able to run the ball. To me, that is still probably the most underrated story to the season. The fan stuff's kind of overriding the fact that, and I've written about it already once or twice, Iowa's inability to run the ball with any consistency is what turns what people hope are 10 and 2, 11 and 1 seasons into 7 and 5 and 7 and 6s and what have you. And that's what we're witnessing. I mean, Northwestern ran for 150 in the second half. Iowa ran for 17. Northwestern entered the game averaging 93 yards. That's the story. And Kirk said that. Kirk did say that after the game. Yeah, Pat, different question for you. Um, don't know if you watch Iowa State. If you don't, just tell me to shut up. But I mean, I watch some when I can. The Iowa State fan base, and you can relate this back to the Hawkeyes. They are scared, nervous. They are not even talking. They don't want to discuss it. They won't make a pick. I believe, like the Iowa State fam or like team, actually believes they're going to win. Do you have any like? Um, is there any an Iowa team that you followed that like maybe the Iowa fan base was scared and the I you saw that the Iowa team believed or anything like that that you followed, uh, Pat? You mean okay? So you're asking me if, if if there's an Iowa team from the past that didn't believe it was going to win. I'm confused. What? Well, I, to me, the Iowa State like football team believes they're going to win. I look at them, and I you're see You're saying confidence. that you don't think Iowa believes it's going to win? True. Okay, well, no, that's a fair observation to make when a team has lost three games in a row. I tend to kind of stay in the middle. I mean, I think we all got carried away when Iowa was 6-1. and one. I started, I mean, because when this season, before the season, I picked Iowa to go 8-4, and four, and I had them losing these last three games, along with losing to Iowa State and beating Wisconsin. I'm 5-5 five and five in picking Iowa because I flipped on these last three games and picked <laughs> Iowa, partly because I thought Iowa was better, but also because I didn't think Penn State, Purdue, and, and Northwestern were that much better than Iowa, especially with um, Northwestern being here. Iowa just fell short of what I thought it was after 6-1. and one. I got carried away. I'm still not. I don't think that these players, I still think they believe that they're going to win. I, 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 I'm not sure. I, and I don't think that's the reason they've lost these games, that they have doubt, because they were pretty confident at 6-1. and one. They were flying sky high, and they still lost. So I, to me, I, I don't think that's it. I just mm-hmm. think there's just some fundamental flaws with this team. It can't run the ball at times, and when it can't run the ball, it becomes one-dimensional, and when it's one-dimensional, it's not explosive enough to compensate, especially when it doesn't use its most explosive player. I think it's more that. I don't think there's any mind games being played with this Iowa team. I just think they've come up short, and 
I wrote the other day, this will be the 11th time since 2000, 12th time since 2005 that Iowa will finish with between somewhere between six and nine wins. This is just Iowa football. It's what it is. And, and yes, all, all kind of uh, everybody finds their space, and that certainly feels to be the space for Iowa football. Pat, out of time. We will talk again in a couple weeks. We okay, won't be, gentlemen. Won't be preparing for a trip to Indianapolis, unfortunately. Well, hopefully it'll be two weeks. Where we'll have had two games. Hopefully they're eight and four. Yeah, that's that's what we can hope. Yeah, imagine if they're imagine if they're six and six. Ugh. It's going to oh, be boy. a difficult conversation, no doubt. Pat, as always, thank you for All your right. time. See you, gentlemen. See you Thanks, later, Pat. Pat Hardy, AllHawkeyes.com, joining us here on the drive seventeen hundred. The champ coming back on the other side. We'll take a deep dive into the Big Ten. Going to talk some hoops. Mentioned the Illini last night. Watched them against Georgetown. Even without Frazier, I thought they played pretty well. Wisconsin, I'm ready to bump them up where I think they're going to finish. We'll get hoops, we'll get football, we'll figure out what else is going on with our buddy Seth Gruen. He joins us next as we continue on The Drive, 1700 The Champ. Every Chiefs football game right here. Terminate this football game. The Chiefs radio network lives on 1700. Oh, let's go champ! The champ. 1700, the champ, with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. For tonight, clear and cool, low near 23, mostly sunny and a nice Thursday, high close to 50 here in the metro. Friday, partly to mostly cloudy, a high of 46, but a chance of rain changing to snow Friday night. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. From a bear messing up a car interior to a deer damaging a pool liner, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. My own and get free shipping heartlandflags.com are you interested in starting a new franchise you can find a lawyer right here in the state of iowa to help with your franchise law needs rush nigget with brick gentry law pc provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where rush nigget can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise a presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Nigget. Now at Menard, save big money in your next project with 11% off everything. Update your bathroom with Max U-Tile. The 60-inch U-Tile Reveal Shower Kit gives the look of tile without the hassle. With beautiful glass doors that are easy to clean, it's only $1677.65 after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through November 17th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. 
join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Go to alc.org walk to register for an event near you. Together, we can end Alzheimer's. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia Urbandale. The Drive with Wolfgang and Trent Condon. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 Fifth Champ. Welcome back. We continue on The Drive. 1700 The Champ. Trent and Wolfgang back with you here on a Wednesday afternoon. Wolfgang. Are you into basketball mode yet? Are you still are you still college football? We got Seth Gruen waiting in the wings. We'll get into the Big Ten football and basketball with them. Have you flipped the script yet? Or are you still in football mode? Football mode is that why is that not normal? I think most people that love both sports, and I would say that I probably love basketball more. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think I'm speaking for us all when we say we haven't quite flipped. Yeah. flipped it. Is that true? Yeah, I think for most people. Now you know I'm nuts. I mean. <laughs> College basketball, it is even close. It's my favorite sport. I'll watch a random late-night, terrible Oregon State team against Portland. I I don't care. I I love the sport that much, so it is different for me. I do have to realize that. So as we welcome in Seth Gruen, who joins us here today, Seth, we will start on the football side of things. How you doing? Good. How about you guys? I'm with you. I love the college basketball. Can't wait. You're an Illini guy, and you haven't had a whole lot to cheer with uh, on the football <laughs> side. Not a whole lot on the basketball side as of late either. We'll leave your Illini aside here for a moment. But 
as we look at this weekend in the Big Ten, the West is wrapped up with Northwestern clinching with their victory against Iowa over the weekend of the losses from Wisconsin and Purdue that we saw. It'll come down to Michigan, Ohio State in the East. What gets you excited about this week, Seth? What's to be excited about this week? I think in the Big Ten it's a little tough. You know, all eyes are on obviously next week when uh, Ohio State and Michigan play in that regular season finale. Um, and that's what all the talk's going to be about. But, you know, I, I think you're looking at, at maybe rooting against some certain teams if you're a Big Ten fan that, that are ahead of Ohio State, and in particular Michigan. Um, you know, you'd love to see Notre Dame obviously lose to Syracuse if you're one of those teams because the big question is going to be for Buckeyes fans if they beat Michigan. And, and I think that's what the all I do they climb. There's obviously precedent for leaving a Big Ten Conference champion out of the four-team playoffs. They're not necessarily a one-loss team, um, but still a conference champion nonetheless. So there's a lot of handicapping going on. A lot of games that aren't being played in the conference as opposed to the ones that, that are being played in Big Ten country. Yeah, Ohio State, can you tell me a little bit about that? And I've watched them a number of times. I'm hearing a lot of the national media act like that's just Michigan's just going to run over them. If I'm looking with my eyeballs, I do agree with that. But are we are we just throwing them uh, with the trash too early? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, there's a little bit of rush to judgment. That team, you know, look, it, it, some of it's man-made. I, I I can't sit here and say or use it as an excuse. The fact that they've gone through as far as far as Urban Meyer and and all those off-field distractions, but ultimately that's going to affect how you practice. And truly in college football, how you practice is how you play. I uh, can't tell you how many times in the beat, you know, I've asked a coach hey, after a loss, you know, could you see this coming in practice? And, and nine times out of ten they'll tell you, yeah, absolutely. Uh, same thing on the other side if they get a big win. So, you know, that kind of stuff is going to affect you, again, even though it's created by Urban Meyer, and, and I don't feel sorry for them, it certainly affects the product on the field. Now, as far as what we've seen on the field, obviously Ohio State's defense has struggled. The running game at times uh, hasn't been all that good, though we've seen it uptick over these last couple of weeks. You know, you've got potentially two first-round running backs in Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins. So, um, you know, I think talent-wise, Ohio State is better than Michigan. Uh, I think we saw them turn a corner last week against Michigan State, uh, winning handily. And also, Jim, hasn't been all that great. In big week one, he's Notre lost, and, and he hasn't been all that great against Urban Meyer. So, you know, until he proves otherwise, I'm going to pick against Michigan. Seth, uh, another question for you is we watch Michigan State struggle so much offensively against Ohio State. Brian Lewerke, something is obviously wrong. That shoulder uh, continues to be debilitating for him. The freshman Rocky Lombardi from our neck of the woods here at West Des Moines Valley High School, he's out there, has played well at times, played really well against Purdue in that victory, but he also had his struggles. The future of the quarterback position, is there a real opportunity where we could see Lewerke maybe after this year look for a new home and they hand off the reins to Rocky Lombardi for three years? Wow. Uh, you know, a year ago, I don't think we'd be having that conversation. No. A lot of people thought, you know, he was the up-and-comer there at Michigan State. It's, it's a great question. Um, you know, that position, uh, things can change on a dime, especially at the college level. Uh, because, you know, when you're in Michigan State, when you're in Alabama, and we saw it obviously this year uh, when Tua took over as the full-time starter, and, and I think it's going to run away with the Heisman, although you could argue that, that maybe some other guys should get it, like a Will Greer, but that's, that's a tangent that we're not going to go on. 
Um, but certainly at the quarterback position, things can change in a dime because you don't recruit guys to be backups. You know, everybody on that roster is talented, especially at a Michigan State. So, you know, I could certainly see a scenario, especially, you know, given some of the disappointing outcomes Spartans have had this year, uh, where maybe Lewerke is looking to transfer. I, I would agree with that assessment. What do you think of Northwestern? Part of me likes it that the fact that they come into the Big Ten, they know who they're playing, they've scouted them, and look, here we go. But it, part of me thinks, as a Big Ten fan, it just makes the Big Ten look horrible. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that. I think it's, uh, it certainly doesn't make the Big Ten West look all that good. But, you know, as far as Northwestern is concerned, I just don't think they should play football in September <laughs> because they're a totally different team in October and November. Um, and that's been several years running now, and I don't even get it because they're not even in class then. Um, so, you know, the academic argument uh, doesn't hold water really in September. They start class in, in, in really that last week in September. Um, but, you know, it, it's a team you feel like is always knocking on the door and, and just gets surprised and, and doesn't win football games when you expect it to. Northwestern is great against the spread because, in general because nobody – expect them to do anything, and they're always uh, very undervalued by Vegas. But whether or not they play Michigan or Ohio State in Indianapolis, I do not think it's going to be very close um, because both those teams are going to have a lot to play for in that Big Ten championship. But, yeah, I would agree with you, Wolfgang, that that, that certainly is the appropriate assessment. That the Northwestern team, you know, that has had, uh, you know, a, a handful of bad losses go to the Big Ten championship really does uh, not look favorably upon the Big Ten West, and, and it's almost like playing football in two different conferences. All right, in our final couple minutes here, Seth, let's jump into some Big Twelve, Big Ten hoops. And uh, last night, your line I, even without Trent Frazier, Georgetown improving. They might even be a bubble team this year. I don't think they're good enough to be in the NCAA tournament, but they'll be on the fringes of things. I've seen a lot of 12th, 13th, 14th, Illinois, better than that this year when they get Frazier back. And the other part of it, Wisconsin, boy, it looks like the Badgers are back from what we saw last night on the road at Xavier. Yeah, I mean, to answer your first question, I think obviously Trent Frazier is a a huge part of that team. Uh, A surprise last year. Look, his emergence on that roster resulted in in a handful of transfers just because he outplayed so many people, most notably Mark Smith, who uh, was Mr. Basketball in the state of Illinois and one of the most celebrated recruits really since, since Bruce Weber was, was at Illinois, really since, you know, since Dee Brown, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and I don't think it's sensational to say that. So, you know, he's obviously a key part of that team. Um, and obviously the five-star freshman who came in this year and leads them in scoring. A.O., I, I won't attempt to butcher his last name. You guys know what I'm talking about. He's averaging 21 and a half. Um, you know, it, it is obviously sort of the, the key, the most integral part uh, to that Illini team this season. But I mean, Trent, Trent Frazier is, is, is a big, big part of that team and that roster. And, yeah, Wisconsin, I think you looked last year and you thought it was a little bit of a transition year. I, I like Greg Gard a lot. Um, you know, he, he certainly didn't necessarily look the part um, when uh, – sorry, I got a spam call. He didn't look <laughs> the part when, uh, you know, when he immediately took over. But, but I think he's going to be there for a while and certainly has the ability to recruit and, and could – could, could coach a team to the Final Four. So we've got an Illini fan. I don't know if everybody's interested in this. I am, so I would hope that everybody else is. Um, what are your expectations of what they should be as a program? Are you are, is, is that fair? 
Yeah, great question. You know, I, I hear people certainly who say that, that they'll never get back to, to where they were um, during that 2004-2005 season. But, you know, that said, as long as they can bring the four- and five-star guys to Champaign, uh, and Brad Underwood has proven he can do that on the recruiting trail, I don't see why they can't get back to being that team. I certainly think that this program should perennially be in the tournament. Um, and, and I'd argue that the expectation should be that, that they're a second weekend team just because there's so much history there and so much tradition when you think about all the great teams that have come through Champaign. So my expectation is that you know they're generally a top 25 program, um, and I think they can get back there, whether or not they can get back, get back to being you know the Final Four team that they were under Bruce Weber or, or get back to the heights of the flying Illini. Um, that remains to be seen, but I, I think... They've got the right guy in Brad Underwood because he's a guy who, who has expectations for that program. I think you take a look at that Northwestern loss last year, which I remember very vividly, um, and a lot of people were claiming it a moral victory with a Northwestern team that, that had a lot of hopes last year. Some people were picking them to go to the Final Four. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. But, but Underwood was insulted by the fact that they had lost. Um, you know, the, the idea of calling it a moral victory offended him, and I think that's the kind of attitude that they need in Champaign if that program is to get back to where it was before. Set 10 seconds, prediction, Iowa-Illinois on the gridiron Saturday. Oh, Iowa, easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Iowa, um, easy. Even though, I, even though it seems like Illinois is peeking around the corner. They might be a scary one for the Hawkeyes. Seth, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Trent. Seth Gruen joining us here as we get the timeout. One hour in the books, one more to go on The Drive, 1700 The Champ. Wake up with the all-new morning show on 1700 The Champ. Taz and the Moose, every weekday morning from 5 to 8. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's green, moron. Come on, move it, you clown. 1700 The Champ. Right now, traffic. Earlier, there was an accident on I-80 going eastbound at Four Mile Creek, but it is still causing some congestion. So if you're over that way, delays could still be up to five minutes as cleanup continues. But currently, that's your only issue out there. All other routes are looking pretty good. Drive safe out there, Des Moines, and have a great evening. From a massive cactus falling on a home to a deer dancing on a car's hood, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to completeautowraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. 
No, no, no. Everywhere I go, I hear no. no. It's even November. But not this month. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital, Capital City, City Motor, Motor Company. Company. I'm asking Des Moines to say yes during my yes Member sales event. Say yes to a nicer, newer car. Say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your trade. Say yes, yes even if you've had credit problems in the past. Get up to 4500 bucks more than appraised value during yes Member. Don't let the others tell you no. We're giving bad credit the bird. <laughs> my one and only for the people credit approval process is like butter. Because we're on a roll, baby. We take out the mess and the stress and just say yes to you. So say yes to a nicer newer car. Say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your old clunker. Say yes even if you've heard no in the past. But hurry, this offer ends after the first 75 people gobble up a nicer newer car. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com looks like we have another contestant for russian roofer roulette place your bet choose from unmet expectations we overpromise and under deliver or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils let's log on to google and play i'm ryan johnson owner of right roofing before you play russian roofer roulette give us a call Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. 1700 AM KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each Friday night for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. This week, the 4A Championship Game, Dowling Catholic against undefeated Cedar Falls. High school football on 1700 is presented by Absolute Auto Repair, Right Roofing, Heartland Flags, Charterhouse Real Estate, The Rookie Sports Cards, Sinorama of Urbandale, Mike's Auto Service, Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry Law PC, Complete Auto Wraps, Champions Recovery Room, 